list person. You know, like to write everything down on the list, check it off when you get it accomplished. I have to be a list person. Um, because if I'm not, then it's very easy for me to get distracted. It's very easy for me to lose focus. And if I don't write something down on a list somewhere, whether that's on paper, whether it's on my phone, somewhere, if I don't have a reminder for myself, it won't get done. You can just ask my wife. She'll tell you that. (laughs) In fact, uh, my family is out of town this weekend, and so I'm home by myself, and I have a list sitting on my kitchen table right now of projects that I want to accomplish and get done before they return. In fact, I have a list here. This is my list, uh, my little checklist on the clipboard for getting ready for Sunday morning worship, all the things I need, to, I need to make sure that I take care of them all, have everything with me. So lists all over the place. How about you? Use lists. Oh, your tasks, your to-dos all things. Maybe you're the kind of person you like to get fancy with it. You use different colored pens to prioritize or, or what they relate to, or maybe you use a highlighter on that list. Maybe you like to use technology for it. I use a, a Trello board, and I use Apple reminders and all kinds of reminders. Maybe you just grab whatever scrap piece of paper you can find that's closest in reach when you think of something, and whatever pen's available, pen, pencil, crayon, it doesn't matter, but you write it down. And I think that we all get a little bit of joy. There's a little bit of satisfaction, right? When you can check the box and you can cross off the words and I accomplished something. I got something taken off my list. What does your list look like right now? maybe a little bit more pointedly, does it look like Mary's or Martha's? This whole entire sermon series has really been about a to-do list, right? The five habits of a disciple, the things that disciples do. And today, as we get to the the final Sunday in our series— We're going to learn from two women, Mary and Martha. And they were both disciples. They they were followers of Jesus. They loved Jesus. They saw Jesus as their Lord. But they had two very different lists. When we hear about Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus, we hear about them in other places in the Bible, we know that they became very close friends with Jesus. And so in this account that we have before us, Martha was playing host to Jesus. And she wanted to make a good impression. She wanted everything to be just right. The meal, the preparations the decorations, the drinks, the cleanliness of the house, light the candle in the bathroom, right? All of that stuff. She wanted it all perfect. I would imagine that if you have some guests coming over to your house, maybe you're going to host family, somebody's coming over for dinner, you, you probably go through some extra steps to get that house ready. Now imagine that your guest is 
Jesus. And so I think it's easy for us to understand why Martha was doing all the things that she was doing, why she was frantically running around the house, right? She was going from kitchen to bedroom to the living room, back to the kitchen, then out to the back patio, and then, and then to the front door, and then to the kitchen again, and then the bedroom, and the guest bedroom, and the living room, and the kitchen. Okay, I have no idea what the layout of their house was like. But I think we can understand why she was going everywhere, and maybe it sounds a little bit familiar to you. Do you ever feel like you're frantically running around trying to get things accomplished but you're not really getting anywhere? And I don't just mean with those tasks that you have on your list, but your life. All the things that you want to accomplish in your life. And as you walked in the, the doors this morning or as you pressed play, was there something that weighed heavy on your heart? Something that hasn't been taken care of, hasn't been crossed off that list, hasn't been accomplished for you? What weighs on your heart? Maybe it's the latest results from that medical test you had done. Maybe it's the family drama that you're already anticipating will take place this summer. Kids are out of school, and that's a wonderful blessing, and you're excited, but you need to keep their minds and their bodies active and engaged over the summer, and, and, and you don't know how you're going to do that. Is there tension or strain in your marriage that needs to be addressed? And as you're running around and, and you're frantically trying to get all these things accomplished and you want them finished, but it isn't happening, do you ever get frustrated? Do you ever want to just stop in the middle of all that chaos and you want to grab God's attention and you want to say, God, help me? Well, Martha did. Martha let her frustration pour out as she lashed out at her sister, Mary, and as she questioned Jesus. She said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha felt that all the things that she was trying to do, trying to accomplish, that the way she wanted to be a, a good hostess, that that was more important than what Mary had chosen to do. But Martha was wrong. And Jesus emphasized that in his reply to Martha. He pointed out that Mary had put the very best thing on the top of her to-do list. Jesus said, Martha, 
Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Only one thing is needed. With everything that occupied Martha's mind with this long list that she had, she had missed the one thing that was needed. But Mary had chosen that task, that habit. At the very top of her to-do list was this. Listen to Jesus. That was the number one priority for her. She came, she sat at Jesus' feet to listen to him. And as you can imagine, that there was probably a crowd that followed Jesus into that house. Mary waded through that crowd. She pushed her way to the front so that she could have a front row seat to listen to Jesus. Luke tells us that Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to him. She hung on every single word that he said. She was enthralled and Jesus commended Mary's simple to-do list as the better choice. He said he would not take that away from her. And Jesus wants your discipleship to-do list to have one task at the very top, to be that number one priority. Listen to Jesus. The single most important thing in your life is to listen to Jesus, to hear his word, to sit at Jesus' feet, to push through the crowd of every distraction, every opportunity that you have, and to realize that the greatest opportunities are those where you engage with Jesus and his word. You know, there's no end to the things that we could do in this life, the things, the tasks that we could put on our to-do list. But as we strive to follow Jesus, to be his disciples, there's one thing that is needed. There's one thing that's absolute to listen to Jesus. And so even as we've talked about the other habits of a disciple, as we've talked about living out God's word, it's important for us to not miss this crucial step. Because we might actually become so focused on living out God's word that we fail to listen to God's word. And here's why it's so important to listen to Jesus. You see, there's another to-do list that we could talk about here this morning. It's a to-do list that God himself has given. And even if you haven't bought into everything that the Bible says, you know it intuitively. 
but it's also written down, it's summarized in God's Word. One of those summaries is the Ten Commandments, where God says, do worship me alone. Do take and use my name well for prayer and thanksgiving and praise. Do carve out time in your schedules so that you can be in my word, so that you can engage with what I say to you and so that you can find true rest. Do honor your father and your mother. Do protect your neighbor's life and his body. Do respect God's institution of marriage and safeguard his gift of sex. Do keep an eye out and help your neighbor to maintain his property and his possessions. Do understand the value of a good reputation and don't try to destroy others, but to help them to keep their good name. Do. Do, do, do. How's that list going? You see, lists are great until they're not. Until you haven't been able to check anything off, you haven't been able to, to cross off the words. Because then lists, they just remind you of your failures, right? And your lack of accomplishments. So you know what I do sometimes? If I've had something on a to-do list and it's been there for a really, really long time and I haven't been able to check it off, I haven't been able to cross it, I just get rid of it. I just delete it. So it's not going to keep bugging me and, and bothering me that I, I haven't been able to do that. But you can't do that with this list, can you? Now this list that God gives you, it's his standard for morality and holiness. It's his expectation for you for every single day. And you can't just take what you don't like about it and delete it and put it away. You can't take what you haven't been able to accomplish and, and just forget about it. All of it has to be checked off. Has to be crossed off. And so this list, when you aren't able to do that, you don't just fall behind schedule, you fall short of the glory of God. And that list may just become the most sobering, most depressing list that we could ever look at. Until you sit at Jesus' feet and listen to Jesus. Because when you listen to Jesus, then you hear Jesus say, I forgive you. And you hear Jesus say to you, I checked off every box on that list. I crossed off every single line. 
I walked that road for you and I walked it all the way to the cross and so that list can no longer condemn you. That's what you hear from Jesus. Because Jesus also had a to-do list. I actually have his list right here with me today. Found it. Jesus had a to-do list with one thing at the very top. Save the world. And there were a lot of things that need to be checked off, that they needed to be accomplished in order for Jesus to do that. Be born as a baby. A small, helpless child take on human flesh and blood. descend from your throne in heaven to come down to a world that is corrupted and decayed and dying and live in that world and experience that experience temptation and overcome be obedient to god in everything teach teach them about forgiveness and repentance Declare the coming of God's kingdom. And turn your cheek towards the kiss of a traitor. Hold out your hands and allow them to be bound in arrest. Stand tall when they mock and ridicule you. Keep silent, even when the accusations are false. Endure execution by crucifixion. Make the stone-cold walls of a tomb your resting place. Rise in glorious triumph and victory. Save the world. Save, and then that's where you put your name. Because Jesus did all of that for you, he crossed off every part of that list for you, and so when you sit at Jesus' feet, that's what you hear. He says that all to you in his word, and he declares that you are forgiven. And through the words of the Bible, you hear the amazing, incomprehensible love of God and his forgiveness. And only through Jesus. Now Mary had Jesus right in front of her. But so do you. You have Jesus right in front of you in his word. In the Bible, he comes and he speaks to you. When you gather for worship, he's there. When you do family devotions, Bible studies, he's there. And you listen to Jesus. He is the guest who comes into your home and he brings the most incredible gifts. He speaks amazing things. He says to you, you are loved dearly. 
You are my own. I have forgiven you and I empower you to live with my own love. So make it a habit to listen to Jesus. Have you ever had that experience where if you put too many things on your to-do list, you can't focus you're distracted by just how much is on that list and how much you want to try and get done. And so then you don't really actually get any of them accomplished because there's just too many. And so sometimes it can help to narrow that list down and just put a few on at a time and focus on those. Over the course of this worship series, we've talked about five habits of a disciple, just five. Keep your eyes open for opportunities. Do good. Talk to others. Pray for and with others. And listen to Jesus. And even though this is the last one that we have talked about, it really is the most important. It's really the one that needs to be on the very top Because when you listen to Jesus, then it gives you the focus that you need to carry out the other habits of a disciple. When you listen to Jesus and you hear his heart of love for the lost, you will keep your eyes open for opportunities to reach the lost. And when you listen to Jesus and you hear how his forgiveness has covered over the entirety of your life, how you have been bought and redeemed by him, then then you will want to live that life to serve him, to do good. When you listen to Jesus and you hear him and his invitation into God's family, then you'll want to talk to others so that you can invite them into God's family too. And when you sit at Jesus' feet and you listen to him, then naturally you also will turn to him in prayer. And when you listen to Jesus, you'll hear from Jesus how he is in control of everything else that's on your list. And all the things that cause you to be frantic and worried and anxious, he can take care of. And you can cast all that frantic worry and anxiety on him because he cares for you and you know that he does. He proved it when he died on the cross for you. So my dear friends, when you think about your discipleship, the life of a disciple. Make one thing at the very top of your priorities, the very top of your discipleship to-do list. Listen to Jesus.